Here's what's coming up on today's show. So if you go to a lake that has a five fish limit, that daily limit is, is five, and then your possession limit is still 20. So. And uh, we're finding some steelhead. The water temps are still really cold up here. We're finding like 33, 34 degree water temps. You know, I guess the first piece of advice that I would give somebody new to steelheading is... Uh, Presented by Onyx. Broadcasting from the Prairie Sportsman Studios. This week's show is brought to you by Ottertail Lakes Country. Go to ottertaillakescountry.com. Show off your pride for the outdoors with new gear from the Sporting Journal Radio store. Go to sportingjournalradio.com, click on store, and browse our selection of hoodies, hats, mugs, and more at sportingjournalradio.com. Okay, Garrett Spear from Slab Seeker Fishing joins us next here on the show. Garrett, how's it going, man? Hey, doing good, Brad. How are you? I want to talk to you about a couple of things. One, because other than on the, some border waters, people are targeting panfish. They're waiting for ice out on different lakes uh, if their lake isn't iced out, ice-free already. Uh, but they're geared up for panfish, and there's some anglers, uh, particularly uh, you know if they're heading up to Panfish Paradise in Ottertail Lakes Country, Ottertail County up there. There's some new regs for some panfish fishermen out there, aren't, aren't there? There is, yes. Yeah. So... Um you know, I've been a member of the DNR panfish work group for a while, and we've been really trying to work on doing something to just protect some lakes with, uh, you know, giant, giant trophy bluegills in there. Bluegills in Minnesota, in fishermen termed them northern giants, in that they only grow about an inch per year, but we have some, you know, truly world-class fish up here in lakes country. And, uh, you know, with these new regulations, um, some lakes are a 10-fish limit and some lakes are a 5-fish limit. The 10-fish limit is kind of the size maintainer. Um, so if you have a lake that has big fish, um, the, the DNR biologist chose some of those to do a 10-fish limit to kind of maintain that actual size. And the 5-fish uh, limit's kind of the size increasers. <laughs> so, excuse me, so they use that on a lot of those lakes where, um, you know, the, the bluegills, you know, used to be giant and they did some sampling in the past and found big fish, but uh, the, the size has maybe decreased a little bit. What they found at that five fish limit is uh, by implementing that, you're going to see the average size of the fish increase in the lake by an average of 0.8 inches. Hmm. Um, so so uh, we could, could uh, you know, really start to bring some of these lakes back that, you know, to their former glory and have been known to, uh, to produce these giant fish. And I think all of us that have fished panfish in the state of Minnesota have I've noticed that since we were a kid, we've seen the average size of our fish decline quite a bit. Uh, you know, to stay on top of real good quality bluegills is uh, it's a big it's a big task nowadays. So, so not every lake in Minnesota, but a few of these lakes, and you'll see the signs of public access is they're going to be marked with a yellow sign there, and it'll explain the whether it has a ten or five fish limit on the lake. And uh, those limits are, uh, you know, I've had some questions from uh, resort resort guests uh, being a guide as to how that's going to work this summer. And those are considered a daily limit. So if you go to a lake that has a five fish limit, that, that daily limit is, is five and then your possession limit is still 20. So hmm. where it kind of gets confusing in Ottertail County is I've got customers that may be staying on Lake A. They do a guide trip with me to catch a, you know, a world-class trophy bluegill. I take them to Lake B and they catch their five there. Well, then they go back to Lake A that has a 20 fish limit. They can, they can continue to, to round out their, their, uh, their possession limit was the, their remaining, their remaining fifteen fish in the next day after. Well, I could I could see how that part could get kind of confusing, but uh, right. And so what what uh, what's going to be you know the 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 deal is going to be uh, you know twenty in possession, but no more than five daily on those uh, mm. those lakes. Well, look for those yellow signs, check out the DNR website, or you can watch the episode of Prairie Sportsman that we filmed with Garrett to talk about why these new limits are important to the bluegill 
fisheries of Minnesota. One other uh, destination people have in mind this time of year is uh, up along the North Shore, Garrett, and that's where you've been spending some time lately, it sounds like. That's where I'm at. I've been kind of immersed in that. That's why uh, when you said you wanted to talk about panfish today, at first I was like, "Ooh, I, don't, I haven't, uh, <laughs> I haven't even had my boat out." You know, it's. Uh, I, I think the ice has been out for two, three days back home now. But I, you know, on a lot of those smaller lakes. But I've been uh, kind of immersed in the whole steelheading thing up here. It's a busy time of year for us, and uh, we're finding some steelhead. The water temps are still really cold up here. We're finding like 33, 34 degree water temps. Hmm. And you know, for the steelhead spawn on Lake Superior, you're really looking for that magic 41, you know, 40, 41 degrees. Um, so we're not quite there yet, but uh, the good news is that most of the snow has gone out of the woods and the big runoff event has already happened. And mm. uh, a lot of people don't realize that, but yeah, the big runoff has already happened. So these rivers, uh, the color is nice. The flow is nice. Really? You can safely wade them and fish them. There's, you know, some ice shelves on the bank in certain places, but most of the snow in the good, in the woods is gone. And uh, we kind of seen the big, big blowout, uh, you know, like last week. So now things are really really starting to be nice color-wise. The fish can see your presentation. Uh, the flow is nice. You can safely wait around. So we can't, still seasons here. we can't recreate our death-defying adventure that we filmed for Prairie Sports <laughs> a few years ago? We, we, we would have had to do it about a week ago. Yeah, exactly. Maybe death-defying is a little, uh, a, a bit of an exaggeration, but it was, uh, it was an adventure nonetheless. For sure. You know, and as we were out there, the water kept kind of getting, we started in the morning and, you know, water temps, uh, water, water level is about as high as we would like to see them. But we hooked some fish right away in the morning and then it started to rain and it rained and, it <laughs> and the water went up and melted more snow and melted more snow. And, and that's what you notice in the spring up there is uh, you start to get rain that melts the snow and uh, the, the runoff will go really compound quickly. You know, you can, you can watch the river go up to, uh, uh, an almost unweightable level right in front of your eyes. It's kind of what happened. For the first timer for steelhead, or steelhead fishing, uh, obviously you're guiding up there so they could call you up and you could show them the ropes, take them out, get them on some fish. Um, but if somebody's going to go up there and try it themselves, uh, what's the what's just the first piece of advice you give that guy? You know, I guess the first piece of advice that I would give somebody new to steelheading is uh, two pieces of advice really are critical is make sure, number one, you're getting down to where the fish are. Um, steelhead aren't going to come off the bottom in this cold water at all to hit your offering. I mean, these fish are literally belly to the bottom. So, you know, the biggest mistake I see anglers up shore or anywhere that steelhead live really in these early spring temps are uh, trying to fish above the fish. So mm-hmm. if you're not getting down to it, and what that means where I'm at on the North Shore is you're going to, you're going to break off. You're going to need, you know, some, some, uh, gamagatsus and some split shot because you're, you're going to have to get down there and you're going to tangle up in some rocks when you get down to the fish. And then the second piece of advice would be, um, to, to try to drift things past them as naturally and the same speed as the current. And they call that a drag free or a dead drift. And so, um, you know, one way you can do that is, you know, by keeping your line off the water. And so your, your offering is straight down from your rod tip and ticking along the bottom, whether you're using a bobber or just bouncing along the bottom, but um, just getting things to move in the same speed as the current. Hmm. And, um, the, you know, the current on the surface is a lot faster than down where the fish are. And so you don't want anything pulling your, you don't want the surface current pulling your offering downstream faster than the current down where the fish are. So 
So, um, you know, those things try to match the current speed and get down to where the fish are. It is some of the most exciting fishing you will find in the state of Minnesota. I, I can't wait to get up and, and try it again. And Garrett, if people want to want to book a trip with you or maybe do some uh, some panfish trips later this year, where should they what should they do? Uh, yeah, they can check out my website at slabseekerfishing.com or um, feel free to give me a call on my cell phone. It's uh, 320-428-5174. We also have a Facebook page if you're on Facebook at all. It's Slab Seeker Fishing. This has been the Finding Fins Fishing Podcast, part of the Sporting Journal Radio family. Subscribe wherever you get podcasts or go to findingfins.com and make sure to like our sponsors. Did you know there are more than 1,000 lakes in Ottertail County? Yep, and I'm going to fish as many as I can. I'm an outdoorsy otter. Nothing beats a full day of fishing for me. The lakes of Ottertail County give me plenty of options to lower my boat and snag the perfect catch. Not an outdoorsy otter? No problem. Ottertail County has something for everyone. You just need to find your inner otter. Go to this site right here.